We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hey everyone, I'm Mike. And she's Sophie. And she's Brenda. Hi everyone. And he's Grogu, rocking it as always. He's got, you know, Grogu is just, simply put, he is Mr. GQ. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but anyway, we're on the road with Mickey. This is episode 203 for January 15th, 2024. And our feature topic this week is how young is too young at Walt Disney World? say a month a month is too young okay well there you go thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining us people now we know y'all have a good week oh but i'm sure others might have varying answers so maybe we should discuss a few more answers okay <laughs> like what okay. about two months that there's room for debate there okay That's well true. anyway we'll get to that in a little bit but first, we have a little bit of cheddar from the Big Cheese, and I am starting us off. Awesome. Um, as we have reported previously, Country Bear Jamboree is being redone with a new show, new songs, and all that. And it will be closing for a while, starting on January 27th, so about 12 days. And it will reopen later this summer. So... <sighs> Gonna be quiet around there. It will be quiet. Hopefully, yeah. they'll have the characters, you know, out and about and doing meet and greets and so forth. I hope so. They did that during COVID, and it was so cute. Yeah. yeah. All right, Brenda, you're next. Well, we're moving on up because things are finally, after four years, getting even more back to normal. Did you realize that last Tuesday, the ninth? was the first day since COVID that anyone ordered a mobile order and used a dining plan for their quick service meal in the app. Wow. Yeah. Yep. It's cool stuff. They were a long time coming back, those dining plans. But yes, for those were. that use them, they're great. Yep. Yeah. That is great. And... You know, it's my turn for the cheddar, and Grogu and I are really, really excited about this because there is a new movie coming to theaters, and it is about the Mandalorian and Grogu. So we are in the presence of a once again movie celebrity here. Exactly. He was on a TV show, and now he's getting his own movie. We're excited, and production is starting this year. Yeah. Yay. I know. Grogu is he's he's like, rock it. it really the name is not on the road with Mickey. It's called Grogu's Show with those people. <laughs> yeah. Grogu's yep, Show yeah. with Grogu those people. The slackers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited. I, I'm looking forward to the day that comes to a theater because I think the Mandalorian and Grogu would be an awesome thing. Can you imagine sitting in a theater, your stadium seats? You got the, your feet kicked up and you're lazy boy. You got yeah. a big tub of popcorn you're just noshing on. 
and you're eating your milk duds and your hot tamales that you brought in from outside because no one sells hot tamales at a movie theater. Just doesn't happen. You're drinking your diet coke. Plenty for some reason. Yeah, but you're drinking your diet coke. So basically, you're watching a movie with your parade food. That's right. Yeah. That works for me. And you, yep, you got as long as you have your diet coke with your popcorn, you're doing good. Doing good. Anyway, that will be a neat movie. I can't wait. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited for it too. Yeah. So it's time to get into our feature topic. And again, we talked about it. It's how young is too young at Walt Disney World? The answer is one month is too young, but two months (laughs) is open for debate. So anyway, we don't want to presume to answer any parents' ideas for them of how young something is. Or how young your child is for Disney and whether or not they're too young. That's not what we're doing here. But what we want to do is kind of give you some pointers if you have your child coming in that maybe you might not have thought of when it comes to um, some some of the amenities and things that you might be needing and where you can get those and if you need them and what Disney offers. So that's kind of the idea behind this episode is to try and figure out what you might be looking for and where you might be able to find it. So that's that's our idea, and that's what we're going to do, is we're going to just throw out some tips for you. But who wants to start us off? Because I kind of gave the opening, so it's your girl's turn. Well, see, I'm not really thinking about this more as a who starts type of deal. It's just sort of a conversation that we're having, because uh-huh. really... It's not like our tier list episodes. This is really just us trying to provide some insight to a question that really doesn't have a wrong answer to it. I agree with that. I think she's right on. Yeah. I will say, I will say, I think there's a reason why um, children three and under would be able to get into the park for free and that's because parents know it's going to be a little bit more difficult taking a toddler that young to such a big park where there's so many noises and crowds and all that sort of thing it's actually not three and under it's under three so once you're three you're a paid guest exactly i was just gonna correct that yeah but yeah i totally understand what you're saying though yeah. It's it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> Point is, two years, 11 months, and 30-something days, depending yeah. on the month, then you can be a free guest. Point is that. Yeah. So that yeah. might be an um, argument as to why two years old might be too young. It depends entirely on the child and the parent, I think. Well, I totally agree with that position too. I think a lot, I think it's not just dependent upon the child, but I think it's dependent upon the parent. Yeah. And I mean, we, you know, we raised our kids at half the time at Walt Disney World. So as soon as my first granddaughter was born, I could not wait to get her there. And then we did. She was mm-hmm. probably 11 months old and we continued on in progression. But 
um, with Ivy, who's uh, nonverbal autistic, and she's now seven. Her mom is still not ready to try to travel with her because she can't sleep anywhere but her bed and so forth. So those are things that have to be left to the parent to decide. You're yeah. right. Absolutely. And that's that's the whole point of this. Um, and, and, you know, under age three is not going to cost the family anything for that child. So you yeah. can make the argument that they do that because they know that there's a lot of families who wouldn't bring their kids until they're age three or higher. Yeah. But but you could also make the case that if you have two children, an eight-year-old and a two-year-old, that maybe you do take them knowing that you're not having to pay any extra for your two-year-old because they'll get in for free. So it is a balancing act in, in a lot of different ways. Um, for sure. But yeah, you're it, absolutely right, yeah. Brenda. It is totally a parent decision. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it is not Disney's decision. It's not my decision or Sophie's or Brenda's or your government's decision or anything. It is <laughs> your it is your decision on when to bring them or whether to bring them to Disney. You know? True. Yeah. So. Of so course, that, we all agree that. It is absolutely wonderful for a child to go to Disney. So we're not trying to guilt trip you or anything, but weather feels almost out of the question. Well, yeah. it depends. It depends. It, it depends. It does depend. But going to Disney is amazing. So very beneficial, we think. We yeah. we all agree that it's a beneficial thing for a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's a did, learning experience. We wouldn't, have this, we wouldn't have the podcast if we didn't think so. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, one thing that I do want to say is that um, it's not always about the child and what they remember, you know? Yeah. Um, there are instances when you take your child and maybe they don't remember meeting Mickey Mouse that first time, but you remember their reaction to when they saw Mickey Mouse for the first That's time. That's right. And it's a memory that is in your head and it's there forever. And it's you know? on photos. And it's on photos. To and share you've forever. Taken, you've taken videos of it and mm-hmm. on and on and on. Like, like Luna's first seeing the castle. Yeah. That video was about as incredible know, as it, it gets. You know, love it. and I was right there, but I, I love it so much. Yeah. Hey, so, my finger made it into the video. <laughs> I was messing with her, trying to tickle her. <laughs> I saw that. You know, we all have special talents, and that's right. Does it, putting her finger over a camera. <laughs> that's right. But that so, is magical. It's so magical. Yeah. That's yeah. That's why a lot of us don't wait. Don't wait. You know, like the, yeah. I think the pediatric association says three months is when a child is like fully immune, you know, where you can have them around other people, et cetera. But, um, you know, there, you know, people may or may not want to take them when they're in diapers. They may or may not want to take them when they're breastfeeding. I mean, you know, the, all these things play in and especially the weather because everything's worse when it's hot in Disney. Yeah. But 
you know, going during the fall or the winter time is so enjoyable in yeah. my mind in spring, I guess spring before it's yeah. too hot. But you know, you did talk just now about diapers, breastfeeding and so forth. And one of the, one of the nice things that Disney offers is the baby care centers at each of the parks. Yeah, that's right. You know, mm-hmm. so if you, if you are there and your kid, pardon the expression, has a blowout, yep. there yep, are it's... ways you can handle that and, um, and it gives you a little privacy if you need to, some downtime. Mm-hmm. It gives you time with your children to where they can relax a little bit and you send dad and the others off somewhere else to do something else while you just kind of. Or mom and the others, depending on who's taking right. care of the baby. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the baby care centers at Disney are, I think are a really cool thing, you know? Yeah. And they have cribs, they have rocking chairs so you can rock your baby if they're overstimulated and, or if they just need a nap and you just want a quiet place to let them rest. And they're really, they're not only well stocked, but they're super clean. They're a great temperature and they're just really, really well maintained and there's staff in there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, um, so those are some opening arguments, if you will, about why you may want to consider it. Um, you know, there's obviously there's other factors, you know, in the end we go to Disney for, you know, the food and for the environment, but we also go for the rides. Yeah. Yeah. You know, And I I like my background. I didn't oh, pick it because of the topic. I picked it because I thought the picture looked really cool. It does um, look really cool. And it is a ride that everyone can go on. Exactly. Which makes so, it a very good kid-friendly ride. But mm-hmm. one also has to keep in mind, kids are tiny. Right. And uh, most of your kids aren't going to be able to ride the roller coasters. Nope. So right. it is... It really is entirely dependent on what you want to do while you're at Disney World. And, of course, kids, especially very tiny kids, they will provide a few restrictions. So, sometimes, okay, not sometimes, depending on what you want to do, you may decide to wait until they're older, or you may just go ahead and take them anyway and accept that, like, you're not going to be able to take them on the roller coasters. Not to say that there isn't a way around that. In fact, there's something called child swap, which basically means that one adult goes on the roller coaster while the child stays with the other adult, and then they swap, and the other child will go on while the, the other adult parent. that went first... Yeah. The other parent will go on while the parent that went first stays with the child again. So there are ways to facilitate that if you insist on doing it, but just know there are limits. Uh-huh. Yeah, we use Rider Swap all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um and that's but, not even just for children either. Sometimes elderly parents, like grandparents and stuff, they can't go on these things. But we're talking about children this time around, so. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, 
So some other thoughts about um, some of the things that you can do. Obviously, like like Sophie had said, the kid-friendly rides are things that your kid can do. Um, and if it's not a ride, if they don't have any interest in rides, then maybe you um, schedule some time to go see some of the characters. You know, maybe you um, maybe you take advantage of meet and greets with the princesses or with Mickey and Minnie and so forth. That's so right. that's that's certainly an option that you might want to consider as well. Mm-hmm. Or you might want to do a character meal because that. The little ones under three eat free. They eat off parents' plate. They eat for free. And, you know, when they're over three, they'll get their own selections. There's special kid menus and stuff like that. And Disney is so accommodating with dealing with different food allergies or food likes, dislikes, sensitivities. They're just amazing. They are. And also, don't forget... At Walt Disney World and Disneyland, you can bring your own snacks in. So if your child is extremely picky, you can bring in your backpack or under the stroller or wherever specific things that child likes. Oh, yeah. But, of course, there are going to be – Disney has some great food, both for kids that are picky like I was and for adults who are also picky like I sometimes am. Or have food allergies. Or have or food have. allergies, like Aunt Brenda. Yeah. I'm just saying, goldfish and mac and cheese is a game changer, and your kids will love it, so go to the Garden Grill to have it. <laughs> and while you're there, meet Mickey and Pluto uh, and, and Chip and Dale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course, the thing about Epcot is it is a rather adult park anyway, so that might be the only thing you take your kids for, aside from the Frozen ride, maybe. Ratatouille. Ratatouille Nemo. as well. Well, yeah. There's a lot there, actually. That is true. There there wasn't a lot there to start, but there is now. They've yeah. definitely made it more kid-welcome, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a and great And, of course, the Moana... Phrase. The Moana walkthrough, too. I've heard that's very, very pretty. But yeah. also, like, you can find this at basically any restaurant in Disney World. Well, almost any restaurant. Smuckers. PB&J. Uncrustable sandwiches. They are the bomb.com, and I still <laughs> adore them. Yeah, and you know what? Back in the day when we would do that, and Sophie was... She was, I want three peanut butter and jellies a day. Thank you very much. Um, maybe not that bad, but anyway. Two a day. Her. Only two. Uh, back then, a Smucker's Uncrustable was a snack credit. Yeah. I don't know if it is now. I mean, who knows? It's. I haven't got the dining plan. So it ought to be. It, it may very well still be a snack. And that's a really good use of a dining plan credit. You yeah, know? sure. Mm-hmm. So. They used to have those little toddler boxes at some of the restaurants with little different little things in there. And that was one of them. They yeah. had goldfish and stuff in there. That was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And carrots right. and apple slices and yeah. tons of things, really. Yeah. So definitely keep that in mind as far as the food options go. Um, and like Brenda said, when you're under age three, you eat off your, your parents' plate. So they'll... And most character meals are buffet or family style. Yeah. So Crystal you're not, Palace. You're not Crystal. limiting yourself and you can 
go to the buffet and say, well, my kid likes chicken nuggies. And there you go. <laughs> there you, you go. Know? Yeah. Crystal so. Palace is what we're going to say. That is the um, example, the example that we're going to use. That one is yeah. great, both for adults and for kids. Plus for houses too. Yum. Yeah. They're all just really good places to eat. Yeah. Okay. Well, what other tips and tricks? What other things to consider? Hmm. Oh, I've got one. Um, I thought of it, and then we got side. We were talking about food, and it went out of my head. And <laughs> then when I asked the question, I remembered. And that is the fact that um, if you have a youngster that needs a nap, I was like about me, to talk about that. <laughs> then you can go to the park in the morning. You can come back to your room, and you can take your nap, and then you can go back later in the day. And if it's this, if you only have a base ticket, you have to go back to the same park. If you have a park hopper, you can go to another park. Whatever mm-hmm. you need to do. But that is an option, and it and it works because you're able to get your t- your toddler with their nap and so forth. Not you know? to mention, if you go in the summertime, that nap is going to be crucial so that you don't overheat because you'll be there in the morning. Then when it gets to like noontime or the like mid afternoon, that's when the park is at its hottest. So you can take the air conditioned transportation devices back to your hotel get a nap in your air-conditioned room during the heat of the day and then come back and it helps keep you cool while also keeping your toddler on its schedule yep yeah all right so um these are a lot of good tips i think and yeah probably probably something that most people already know but Mm -hmm. um but, you know, and most of them are reasons why you may want to consider it. You know, obviously, um, going to Disney is a is a budget. You have to plan for that Certainly. trip. Mm-hmm. And, and depending on how you're doing, you may only be able to go one time. And so there are reasons why you may not want to go with a child who may not remember that trip, especially if you can only go once. And... Um, and so if they don't remember the trip and you're not able to go back where they can make new memories later on, then you may want to consider holding off until that time that you are able to know that they can remember that trip and how much fun you had. So that is certainly Mm -hmm. a factor, you know, with us, we were fortunate. We took Sophie when, well, we went with your aunt Leanne and You were four then, um, and we stayed off property when we went to a couple parks, but we had a good time. And then at age five, we took my mom for a day when we were visiting my grandparents in Port Ritchie, Florida. And mm-hmm. then and that was like one day, but it was the next year when you were six that we actually did our first trip where you were staying on property. And we didn't think we were going to go at age six and then come back at age seven and come back at age eight and on and on and on. No. We didn't have any plans of that happening. So we were kind of surprised ourselves when we were able to do that and able to 
make it work as a for our budget um and so not everyone has that opportunity um and so because of that you have to really you know make sure that you get the most value for your vacation dollar and you need yeah. to make sure that you um that you do it right so that your family remembers and so that you don't um, have any sort of financial issues down the road because of it. So one of the things that may be worth talking about is just to make sure that you think about, even if it's not something that leads to a booking, but maybe think about talking to a travel agent and say, Hey, here's my situation. Here's my kids. What would the pricing look like? And, um, do you, are there things that, you know, that they can do that I'll enjoy and all that, you know, kind of thing, start that conversation with your travel agent, or if you don't have a travel agent, start the conversation with Brenda or myself, and let's just talk about, you know, like we're we're going over some of the pros and cons, but also kind of, um, get into the nuts and bolts of what that trip may look like, you know, and, and start, you start doing the dreaming now so that the planning works and you're able to make it work for you down the road. Um, Cause yeah, and it, it doesn't always have to be all inclusive. I mean, we've taken our granddaughters for years, but we always celebrate their fifth birthday there. So that's usually the first time they've gone to Cinderella's Royal table and some special bibbity bobbity if they want it, which none of my granddaughters want somebody tugging on their hair. So that was a, that was a money saver. Um, but you know, you can later, if you go again for say some special event, you can incorporate something special. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do it all your first time. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, you know, I think a lot of times dads, especially, I think feel like, oh my gosh, we're going to Disney. We got to see everything. You know, (laughs) I'm putting a lot of money down. We got to see, we got to do everything. And it's not like that, dad, you know, I'm speaking from experience here, you know, for me now, if I go for a day and ride the train, maybe three times, I'm good. I'll see you later. Y'all can go on and have fun, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but you got to make sure that you keep those expectations in your head. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely impossible to do every single thing on one trip. So, but again, it it comes down to, yeah, you, there are ways to go to Disney and to, to make it more value and, and save money for you and your family, staying at a budget resort and value, um, bringing your snacks in, not eating every single meal, you know, at a table service restaurant, that kind of thing. Um, those are ways to save money, you know? So. Mm -hmm. And that's where your travel agent can be your best friend for that. So, and don't forget too, when you travel with a child, it's it, not everything is at the park. There's a lot to do at the resorts, and kids love to do those activities: the arcades at the at the resorts, the pools, and all the pools are heated, and there's mm-hmm. life jackets in varying sizes right there at the pool. There's just a lot to do. You don't have to, you know, run constantly you can still enjoy your resort enjoy some park time 
have a vacation. Yeah. You yeah. guys kind of just hit it on the nail. Yeah. You're you're absolutely right, Brenda. You know, um your resort time can be really beneficial, you know, for for the families, not just because of naps and stuff like that, but so many things to do at the different resorts. Yeah. So many things to play with. And and it's something it's all memories, you know. I remember one of the first things we did, um, not one of the first things, but one of the most fun things we had done one trip, we weren't even staying at Pop. We were staying, I think, at the cabins when we, it was when we came back after COVID opened, COVID reopening. And yeah. we were staying at the cabins. And mm-hmm. so we weren't in a spot where we would take the Skyliner. No. Right. And one day we were leaving Hollywood Studios and Cindy's like, I'm sorry, Silent Partner was like, <laughs> I just want to ride the Skyliner. And so we got on the Skyliner and we were like the only ones on the Skyliner, it felt like. And we rode it all the way to Pop Century. And then we, so we got off at Caribbean and we got on it for Pop Century. And then we got off and we got back on again and we came all the way back. And then we went to the bus stop to get the ride back to, to Fun. wilderness. See, and it you was can do the, whatever you want. And it was just yeah. like one of the coolest things, you know, it was yeah. so relaxing. And so keep that in mind. There are things to do outside of the park. You don't have to go to the park every day. So, oh, yeah. Have Dare a break. I say Some of my best vacations to Florida were vacations where I didn't set foot inside the parks at all. Like Megacon Orlando, obviously this is not something to do with children. Megacon Orlando is expensive and loud and crowded. But I did set foot on Disney property during that trip. But all we did was go to like... Um, the resort reservation restaurants, we went to the Grand Floridian Cafe, and we went to Disney Springs, and that was it. And that that's still one of my favorite trips to Florida within the past, like, three years. Yeah. And you'd want to so, do more than that if you took, you know, if you went and spent all the money to get the kids there. You'd want to go to certainly. the park, but you don't have to stay at the park like all the time and run yourself ragged and Mm -hmm. you know it's it's just an enjoyable trip and a way to just create memories together and that's what it's all about vacation is about relaxing and Mm de-stressing do not cause yourself more stress just because you have kids with you you know one of my friends she was a client and She's a friend. She would love with her and her daughter. It was just the two of them going to Disney. They would stay at all-star movies. They would do park stuff, of course. But one of the things she really liked was going over to Fort Wilderness for the the campfire s'mores things at night. And they had so much fun doing that stuff. And they were, I mean, it was like top of list, you know. Yeah. And, and going to going to 
the tea at the Grand Floridian and yeah. having tea at the Grand Floridian was a fun thing they wanted to do. Stuff like that was just a lot of fun for them. Frankly, yeah. the movies under the stars things are that neat. they did at the resorts, those are really cool. They yeah. are cool. Especially at Animal Kingdom Lodge where they put it by the pool so you can literally watch yeah. the movie from the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are a lot of things to do outside of the parks, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously um, not everyone is Disney. So perhaps perhaps dad is not uh, like me, as cool as me. And <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Anyway, I'm sorry. But anyway, maybe dad doesn't like Disney. You know, you got to remember. Don't take dad. Take the kid. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if dad wants to come, though, he can do other things, too, like golf or pickleball or go fishing on a on an ex- resort expedition or whatever. You know, there are things that he can do also that don't necessarily involve going to the parks. Yeah, but truth be told, if dad doesn't like Disney, then he's just lying to himself. Well, he probably hasn't given him that opportunity himself that opportunity to really enjoy it Mm. you know so anyway we have given a lot of a lot of reasons on things you can do even if your children are younger um is there anything else that we need to add to the list I would just say create as many memories with your kids as you can because they're grown up so fast. It's in the blink of an eye. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can tell you. You know what? Today, before, when I was going to get Sophie from work, this is a real life today story. Um, I was going past a middle school and the kids were getting out of school right as I was going through. And I am telling you, those kids were, and I remembered Sophie at that height and that, that body. And I was like, oh my gosh, these kids are so tiny looking. And now my girl's going to be 23 this year, you know? Yeah. So it's just insane. But you blink and they are grown up. They graduated. They're going to school. They're working. They're doing everything. So that's right. Well, I'm glad you remember it, Daddy, because I refuse to remember anything about middle school. I remember a lot. So anyway, that, I think, is our feature topic. All right, then. I would agree with that. Yep. Okay. So final takeaway, like Brenda said, make memories with your family. That's what it comes down to. And, you know, if you want to go to Disney, that's a great place to make memories. There's other places as well. So, yep. but the Disney is a good place. <laughs> for sure. Anyway, that takes us to this day in Disney history for January 15th. So, Sophie, take it away, honey. All right, then. Well, I want to start off January 15th with a quick did you know? And this is going to blow your minds if you haven't read my history yet. Did you know that originally 
when Disneyland was set to open, there was not originally going to be a Tomorrowland on the opening day. They did not plan to open up that part of the park for some time after, or maybe not even at all. I'm not quite sure, but all I know is that my history says this. Despite plans to open Disneyland without it, Walt Disney decides to go ahead and have Tomorrowland built. And this is January 15th of 1955. It will be completed in six months. For the opening. Wow. Well, I think I knew that, but I probably had not remembered that. So Me neither. That's awesome. Good yeah. history, Sophie. Yeah. Can you imagine Disneyland without Tomorrowland? No. Nor can I. No. Wow. All right. Name the Tomorrowland attraction that opened at Walt Disney World before Disneyland. At Walt Disney World before Disneyland? Uh-huh. What? Name the a Tomorrowland attraction that opened at Walt Disney World before it opened at Disneyland. Space Mountain? That's right, no. Space Mountain. Really? Yeah. Awesome. I thought that Space was Mountain. there with the original park. No, not Space with Disneyland. Mountain, not at Disneyland. Space Mountain opened. Um, that's why it's Starport 75, is it? Hmm. And Space Mountain opened then, and then they took it over to Disneyland and recreated it there. Wow. Nice. It's worth it. There you go. Stump <laughs> the soap. <laughs> hey, that did not count towards my score. That is not a character. Speaking of which. This character is easy peasy, I think. Yeah? (laughs) Yes. This character, let's see if she gets it. Okay. So, Brenda, we're going to play our own game while Sophie guesses, okay? Okay. The name of the the game is Name That Clue. And you got to tell me how many clues before Sophie gets the character. One. I can name that character in one clue. Okay, let's find out. (laughs) This character is an exuberant, rough and tumble character. Exuberant, rough and tumble character. It sounds like Mater from Cars, but I thought we've already done him. So is that a guess? Sure, that's a guess. Then no, it's not Mater. All right. The second clue, I think, is where she gets it, Brenda. Okay. This character is always up for a daring adventure to save critters in need. Think of the language and the the words and who might speak like that. Um... Hmm. All I'm getting is Jesse. I got nothing. Is it Jesse? Yes, it is Jesse. 
Brenda gets that, and I would not have gotten it without her. Wow. That's who I thought of when he said rough and tumble. I thought of Jesse. But oh there's so gosh. many other characters I know absolutely nothing about that I waited for Sophie because she knows every character under the earth, under the sun. I don't, apparently, because I wouldn't have gotten that without your help, Aunt Brenda. What was the third clue? Third clue was that this character had been abandoned by her previous owner. Oh. You would have I don't know if I don't know if that would have made it. No, it would have made it click because okay. yeah. Yeah. So sad. Well, Jesse from Toy Story is our character. Yay. Now, did you know, Sophie and mm-hmm. Brenda, that Jesse is claustrophobic? No. That makes total sense. Yeah. It makes total after sense. After spending considering... years in a box after being abandoned by her former owner, she now fears confined spaces. Can Which understand is weird that she would want to go to a museum where she would literally be on display in a glass box. Yeah, I know. But anyway, Jesse from Toy Story, that's our character today. Yay! So good job. She's Brenda. a good character. She is a good character. Yeah. Brenda gets that one. Sophie has two points. Brenda has one. Oh, no. It's all Sophie. Nope. Nope. That was Aunt Brenda's. Okay. Well, Brenda, you want to give us a little bit of Walt? Who doesn't want a little bit of Walt? Well, I don't. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Because the eye is the most sensitive and dependable of our sense organs, the motion picture offers the wildest direct avenue to our emotions. Whereas the still picture can suggest only a fragment of fact or fiction, the cartoon in motion without limit in communicating ideas, events, and human relations. I mean, I mean, it's not wrong. No, he's smart. Yeah, like, when you think about it, people don't, people find art museums to be boring. At least most people do. I disagree with them, but nobody finds a movie to be boring unless it drags on for hours and hours. But I think a lot like your eyes do, I think that's like, I think that's the strongest way to receive information. Mm Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. Cartoon in motion. Awesome. Yeah. He's so sweet. I love him. <laughs> All right. All right well, then. great history. Great quote. Great who's who. And now coming up next week, that wraps us up this week. Next week, we have our top five things you've always wanted to do at Disney, but never have. We were, I was talking with Brenda offline and I said, Sophie and I will have a lot of things and you've already done everything. So you probably won't have any. And she said, everything. She said she would have some too. So, so that's our topic for next week. Until then, we hope you have a great week and stay positive or smile, turn that frown upside down, do whatever you have to do to just stay cheerful if you can um Mm -hmm. anyway i'm mike she's sophie that's brenda and he's grogu 
and we will see you, see you on, on, the road. on the road. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.